1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people
0: today.
2: Equity minds. I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is you usually... Equity
1: Welcome to another episode of Equity Mates, a podcast that follows our journey of investing. Whether you're an absolute beginner or approaching Warren Buffett status, our aim is to help break down your barriers from beginning to dividend. My name is Bryce and as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you going? I'm very good, Bryce.
3: Uh, Good to be back for another Monday episode. The countdown is on to so many things. We are, well, as we're recording this... We're four days away from the AFL grand final. Yes. We're nine days, 10 days away from your wedding. Yes. We're what? Less than 30 days away from FinFest.
1: It's all happening, Ren. The three,
3: the big three, the they three say. The, the big three events that tell us that spring <laughs> that and summer is just around the corner. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's it, Ren. Super excited when this episode airs. I will be getting married at the end of this week. I cannot wait it's going to be another wow. big party, so uh, it's all happening. Hopefully, the cats will have won a flag. I don't. No. Want, I don't. I don't, want, I don't want to jinx it. And Finfest tickets are selling fast. Ren, I selling will fast. have
3: everyone know that Bryce. If you watch the replay of uh, Swans Collingwood on KO, you can see Bryce in the
1: crowd. That's it.
3: Uh, he was supporting the Swans.
1: I was supporting the Swans, yeah. and I was in the middle of the Collingwood crowd, which crowd, which takes some balls to do.
3: Ah, There were so many Collingwood fans. They were, they were, they're great. Anyway, that's it. We're
1: hitting a big show today, Ren. We'll start off with what we've learned this week. Specky McGee returns, which we're super excited about. And then we've got a new type of episode over on the dive that we're super keen to show you guys and give you a bit of uh, insight. So stick around for that.
3: Specky McGee was just relentless on the forum, on our Equity Mates community forum, asking to come back on. So we figured we have to get our thirstiest guest back on. Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's been stinging for it. But Ren, just a quick, first release tickets are running out at FinFest. We'll soon be moving to our last release. They're going to be $67. So if you want to grab one at $47, now's your chance. First in, best dressed for some of the best merch in the business as well if you come early. Program and speaker is on the website. It's all happening. A massive thank you to Stake, who are our headline sponsors, as well as Magellan, Coinspot, and Weno, all majors. So couldn't have done it without them.
3: Yeah, well, we haven't done it yet.
1: That's true. <laughs> so
3: let's not speak in the past tense because who knows what happens.
1: Couldn't be doing it without. There them. <laughs> we
3: go. But uh, Bryce, let's start as we've been starting the last few episodes. What we've learnt this week. Yeah. And all I can see in our shared Google Doc <laughs> from you is just diversification. <laughs> works. <laughs> Good that you've learned that after five and a half years of doing this podcast. Tell me more.
1: <laughs> uh, well, before we jump into that insightful comment from me, <laughs> I did I did want to actually chat about uh, what I what I genuinely learned this week was a little bit more about the insurance industry from a fascinating conversation we had with Maroon and James from Fidelity. But I don't want to go into that too much because- The episode is actually coming out this week. So stay tuned. That's a bit of a teaser. And if you're interested to know why they're interested in the insurance industry at a time like this, uh, it's a fascinating industry. And then maybe next week I'll touch on it because it's not an industry I often... Are you invested in insurance? I mean,
3: through ETFs. Through Berkshire.
1: Through Berkshire, yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. One of the world's biggest insurers. Outside of Berkshire and ETFs, no
1: yeah it's not even something that really interests me i've never really looked into it but yeah it was interesting to hear their take on it
3: for me it's like you you need to understand insurance like Mm. obviously you need to understand whatever you invest in but like you have to be in the weeds of how everything moves on that balance sheet and i can say that i'm not yeah it's an interesting one though like uh andrew brown has spoken a bit about insurance Mm. in his time as well Mm. um are you
1: no, no, and it's something that doesn't really interest me. So it doesn't kind of. I don't. It's not. Nothing's on my watch list. It's to your point as well. Um, listening to the guys speak about it, there's multiple layers to how they make money and and mm. how their balance sheet works. Yeah. Well,
3: James spoke about the. This feels like such a tease, given the interview <laughs> went out for a couple of days. So we should stop talking about yeah. this. But he spoke about like that the three ways that three, they make profit. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, when, whenever I think about insurance, I just think like. There's a lot of issues at the moment, like floods, fires, mm, mm. Uh, like all these weather events. It feels like a bad time to be in the insurance business. But I guess that's why they have actuaries that- Figure that out. Figure out the of it Or they just stop insuring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole other issue. Anyway, Anyway, that's,
1: diversification works, yeah. Ren. Why do I say this? Why did I learn this this week? I logged into my superannuation account. Okay. And- The way that I have my super set up through superhero is- Not sponsored. Not sponsored and not advice, but I do the setup where I can control, I think up to 75% of my investments, 25% uh, automatically uh, goes into a diversified balanced index.
3: Okay.
1: And that 25% return versus my 75% return. Oh, you're
3: getting blitzed by the- (laughs) 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 I am getting
1: blitzed in my investments. Do you have the numbers? Uh, it's under it's it's. I'm getting blitzed, but okay. I do have a fair bit of leverage in my oh, you've own done the investments. I've got G-gas and, G-Gas and gear. Yeah, not advice. Not advice. But I had a look at, I had a look at um because when we'd spoken to our mates about the offering that Superhero does, um, it is there was a lot of nervousness from our mates around. Mm. Do I know what I'm doing? Do I have enough experience to take control? All of those sorts of things, and we kind of felt like we did. But um, this this ETF that uh is they're invested in. Uh, has done its job. It's only down ten percent year to date, and it's
3: it's not just diversified across stocks. It like owns property and bonds and stuff like that as well. Yeah, doesn't? so yeah.
1: it's the the underlying index is the uh, Vanguard Diversified Balanced Index VDBA is the is the ticker. And you're right, it's across multi asset, uh, multi country. It it's just it just owns a whole
3: bunch of other Vanguard ETFs like an etf of
1: etfs yeah 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 so really the, the it's what's the learning here diversification works. diversification <laughs> no, works. no no
3: sorry the learning here is that you suck at investing your own money <laughs> <laughs> and that your retirement fund has suffered cool. as a result yeah it's it's
1: <laughs> suffered but let me let me tell you this uh, please do when we hit a bull market my <laughs> my my super is going to rip. It is going to rip something. And I'm going to come back being like, diversification doesn't work.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Get this
1: balanced option Get, out of here. Yeah. <laughs> who, who wants this?
3: I mean, the thing is you can allocate more to the diversified balance. You in can. Index, yeah.
1: You can. But look, I have such a long-term horizon on this that I'm, I'm super comfortable with the, the strategy that I've got. And I just recognize that we're in a cycle in the market where something like a Vanguard diversified balanced index should be performing the way it is. And my other investments are probably performing the way that you would expect in a a market like this. Your
3: portfolio is exactly where you want it to be. Exactly. Down 20%. (laughs) So the learning
1: here is I'm actually a really good investor.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think, I mean, like as much as we joke about it, it's like, Understanding how assets should work at different times and being okay with that is the hallmark of a investor that will be able to sleep well at
1: night. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ren, just to close out before we move on to a very small second learning and for those that are interested, the fund that I'm talking about is just a mix of underlying Vanguard funds. So, they have a bond index, which is their largest holding, Australian shares- fixed interest, international shares, and, you know, small cap and emerging markets. All
3: right. So, Bryce, you learned that diversification works. <laughs> I Mine was less about a concept, but it's actually something that I've done, which is, have you noticed that more and more brokers are offering auto-invest yeah. now? So, for people who are unfamiliar with the term, it's basically you tell the broker that you want to set up you know, invest X amount of dollars a week into Y assets for Z period of time. And then it will just continually execute that order. It's basically automating dollar cost averaging.
1: Yeah. Awesome.
3: Um, more and more brokers have set it up. So if you want to find a broker that does it, simply Google it. It's not about there being a particular one that's best. It's functionality is the same, but I've set my brokers up. So you know, I, so I have four brokers, mm-hmm. um, must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm clearing everything out of one and just setting it up as my DCA index ETF Hang on, broker. so you're selling everything? I, I only had two stocks in there. Mm. One that was up, one that was down. Not that that matters. Okay. Um, but clearing those out and then making that just a index DCA N- never need to check it, broker.
1: Okay. Does that mean all of the index and ETFs that are in other brokerage oh, accounts, they're getting, s- they're getting sold? Really? Yeah. Why? Well, I recognize. What about the capital gains on I, that?
3: I recognize some capital losses uh, this year. Some of the indexes I've only bought recently, and so they're down, or, you know, like in the last couple of years. But it's just like, I just want to set myself up for like 10 years from now, everything being easy. And having like different ETFs in different brokers is annoying me. Okay. You know, like I've got, and also like the overlaps getting a bit silly, like having S&P 500 ETF in one broker, having a NASDAQ 100 ETF in another broker is just silly. And then also owning like Google and Microsoft as individual shares. It's like, what am I doing here? So it's just like, a couple of weeks ago, I got on the podcast and spoke about getting my savings sorted. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sorting out the um, brokerage accounts as Gee, well.
1: Gee, financial year 23, big year for you. I know.
3: <laughs> I know. It's great. Uh, well, now that we're doing this full time, I don't have you know other things distracting me so I can think about it.
1: <laughs> Fair goal. Um, so, you're going to have one broker set up with dividend, uh, sorry, set up with um, dollar cost average into... Just a set bunch of ETFs. Away you go.
3: Yeah. So right now I've only set it up with two: an S and P 500 ETF and an ASX 200 ETF, just to get the functionality, understand if there's any nuances or anything that I need to be aware of. But over time, I want to have like my core portfolio just automated away yeah Yeah. and then if I want to add more to it I can send extra money to that broker and put it in on top of that but just like a consistent core ticking over yeah um, and then I can do satellite stuff in these other brokers that give me access to other markets and stuff like that the question becomes and I don't expect you to give me an answer but the question I'm considering now is what's the right set of core ETFs? Because it's like, do you just go, you know, you were just speaking about how much you love this balanced index one and like you could just uh, do I that. Don't,
1: I, just, I didn't say I love it.
3: True. <laughs> you said that it's outperformed your superannuation fund. Um, yeah. That's factual. That's not factual, opinion. yes. <laughs> um, or is it, but then, you know, like in if you just do one, then you're going to be overweight the US because all those international ETFs are like 70% US stocks. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, do you do US, Australia, do you do a Europe one, Asia, but then Asia's overweight, China, so or, or Japan. So, you, like, anyway, I'm just trying to figure out, like, what the right mix is.
1: Well, there's no right answer to that, bro.
3: No, I know.
1: Yeah. But the, it's like, you know... what. You the way about. I approached it was went and did research on how a lot of the... Uh, a lot of the stock spots and a lot of these auto advisors and a lot oh, of and the share. way that yeah, Vanguard yeah, yeah. and stuff like set up, like what do they classify as high growth? And then I'll look at like the split between property because I've I've got like a property index, I've got uh, emerging markets, blah blah blah, and have the same sort of thought like how much should I be putting in oh, each? Don't
3: put in emerging market ETFs. Why not? Oh, this is a whole separate conversation. But like the market cap weightings in emerging market ETFs are not problematic, but it's not great. Cause you get a lot of the like old school industrials that are like uh, really high market cap, but low growth, you know, like, but what you actually want when you want emerging market is you want exposure to like the thematics of like, uh, an emerging middle class or an emerging local tech sector and stuff like that. And a lot of the times the market cap weightings don't account for that. It's a little bit different depending on the emerging market index, because some have like TSMC and Samsung as the biggest holdings, um, but yeah, that, that's always been the that's always been the criticism of emerging market indexes.
1: Interesting. Yeah, yeah, fair call. But anyway, to close that out, Ren, I think um, the way I sort of thought about it was just getting a sense of how others allocate and and build a portfolio, and then I kind of just did. But I've got things in there like the like I'd rather. No, it's it's controversial because I have both, but I'm starting to lean much towards like the FANG plus, which is just equal weighted top ten Nasdaq mm, instead rather of than rather NASDAQ, than Nasdaq because yeah. like the returns come from those companies anyway, and I'd rather have equal weight to all of them than and so that's how I kind of think about. It. I'm now like, do I need even need the Nasdaq one?
3: Yeah, yeah, um, it's interesting. And then like it, all the thematic conversation yeah, as well. Know, like, do you want do you, you want to dollar cost blah. average into thematic ETFs? But then it's like you just then your core portfolio becomes too many ETFs. yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's that's what I'm doing now. But I guess what I wanted to bring to the table in what I've learned this week is just about using the functionality of auto-invest. More and more brokers, wherever you are in the world, more and more brokers are offering this functionality. So it's worth giving it a Google and then thinking about how you can automate your portfolio and get on with your life.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. All right, Ren. Well, it is that time of the episode. We're really excited to get in Specky McGee, who returns hot from a trip in Europe.
3: And if people don't know who Specky McGee is, let's take a quick break and collect ourselves and then we'll introduce him when uh, we call the Specky hotline.
4: Flushcare.com/slash/weightloss.
1: loss. right, Ren. Well, we are—we're lucky to be joined by Specky McGee. He's returning to Equity Mates, who has his finger on the pulse for all things Specky stocks.
3: Yes, uh, he runs the Specky Hotline, which has been a great source. I was going to say of information. I'll say a great source of fun and an. Okay source of information yeah, Over the years yes. Let's call the Specky Hotline And see what's coming across his desk
4: 200,000 shares Blue Star 19 and a half Can you position it in one of your equity funds? Listen Blue Horseshoe loves Blue Star Airlines Got it? You've reached the Specky Hotline Yes Happy birthday, Bryce, and congratulations on the superior <laughs> AFL <laughs> team, Rennes.
3: So uh, doesn't have an original uh, stock in his life and doesn't have an original segment opening in his no. life. Specky McGay, great to have you with yeah. us. Great, great to be here.
1: If you're listening. We recognised that was a full ripoff, so <laughs> And we had nothing to do <laughs> with it. And we had nothing to do with it.
3: <laughs> All right, Specky, how's it going? You told us that there's some hot things coming across your desk.
4: Yeah, a lot of coming across my desk lately. Thanks for calling the Specky hotline. Uh, it's been a while since you've called, so good to hear you guys' voice again. <laughs> Where have you been? Uh, I've been prepping for FinFest. Oh nice! Yeah, so yeah, I've yeah, yeah, bought my Finfest ticket, and hopefully, looking forward to seeing some Specky McGeezes there on the day too. <laughs> the yeah. strongest and loyalist community in investing. Okay, okay. Specky McGeezes. Yeah. How,
1: if your uh, if your identity is to remain anonymous, how will we know? Um.
4: TBC, let's just say we've got something in the works. Well, okay, there
3: there nice. was there was QAnon, obviously, and then uh, in the NFL. Don't associate <laughs> me with QAnon here. Specky it has N-
4: nothing to do with in QAnon. In the
3: NFL, there's now Tua Anon, which are people that are, believe in this uh, quarterback, Tua Lower. Maybe we need like Specky Anon or
4: something like that. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he's brushing that
3: off. <laughs>
4: All right. Well, I have come with a with a stock today, guys. I know you've been uh, asking that. Well, that's why you've called the Specky Hotline. Yeah, absolutely. You want, yeah, yeah. yeah you, you want some insights. Yeah. So like, I'm going to turn it back on you guys and ask you a question. What's something you've done more of in 2022 that you didn't do much of in 2021? Go outside. Oh,
1: good question. Yeah, socialize.
3: Yeah. Um, Make good podcast content.
4: Socializing, yep, similar to partying. So, okay. But uh, Warren Buffett said, you know, you want to invest in what you know yeah. and nothing more. So, I know you guys both love partying. That's Um, true. (laughs) That's that's very true. You know us so well. (laughs) Bryce has been spotted by the Equity Mates community partying in King's Cross before. I know that. No, (laughs) I was um, spotted
1: at Macca's, which (laughs) indicates
4: partying. (laughs) Post partying, yeah. Post partying. Uh, And Ren's obviously gearing up for a big party this Saturday. Potentially potential yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And, for, and this yeah. is being recorded will be, pre-grand final yeah. which so is what you're referring to so either congratulations or commiserations Thank either you. way you should probably party so where am I going with this party <laughs> yeah. stuff? Are where going? are you going <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay so the company is called Party City okay okay, okay. okay. Party City um it's been touted on some Reddit communities as being the next meme stock, right, the next okay. big meme Where's stock. So New York Stock Exchange, ticker PRTY, relatively small. We got $211 million market cap trading at $1.87 at the current time. Down from 52-week highs of $9.21, so it's dropped off a fair bit. (laughs) It's (laughs) dropped off a fair bit. So
3: just for context, about 80% down. It's about 80% down,
4: yeah. It was trading at $22,
1: about... Eight years ago.
3: Damn, Americans stopped partying, I guess. <laughs> well, so what does it do? It's not
4: not that they just stopped partying. So like quite a bit has happened to this stock. Like if you look at the chart, it's all over the shop. It's um that's a specy. Yeah. So what's happened is there was a helium shortage in 2019. Oh uh, really? Before yeah,
3: all these supply chain issues. Yeah.
4: COVID in 2022 obviously rocked it. Uh not much partying going on. Interest rates this year, uh, hikes, and then again, there's currently another helium shortage. <laughs> really? So,
3: yeah. Wait, why are we yeah. investing in Party City? So, why are we okay. investing so, in helium? Yeah, know, <laughs> yeah. So what
4: does Party City do? Good question. Party. They so, <laughs> <laughs> party, yeah, what the heck? <laughs> Next question. Nah, <laughs> nah but, so they sell party goods, like balloons, costumes, decorations for parties, almost a thousand stores across the US, Canada, and Mexico. Online store as well. They also do wholesale distribution across the globe. Uh, I read that their online website only accounts for about 80 per- 18% of sales. So there's like a bit of a growth opportunity. Okay, we're though. not here for
3: the fundamental analysis. <laughs> yeah. We well, want to know why this is going to
4: be a meme well, stop. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, I did a bit of a deep dive into it and then I was like, oh. Don't hurt yourself. The, the, <laughs> the deeper I dove, the less I liked the company. <laughs> I'm like, you know, they've got, but think, you could say the same thing about GameStop, about AMC, yeah, about
3: true. BlackBerry. What are the other meme stocks? Hertz, Bed, Bed Bath & Beyond. Beyond
4: yeah. it has got something like $2 billion in debt. There's a whole lot of like threats and pe- like a lot of people on Reddit saying it's on the verge of bankruptcy, but like a, lo- a lot of these big companies are and that's why they're shorted so heavily, but people back them, you know, in the, in the off chance that, you know, they can 10 bag. So is that the story
3: that this is the next short squeeze?
4: Um, I-, I looked at the short charts and didn't really find it like high up the rankings in terms of shorts so i'm not okay. sure if it's a short squeeze <laughs> so then um, why is it a
3: meme stock because it's got yeah. party in the I name i think that has a
4: lot to do with <laughs> a lot to do with the name so i did a did a bit more research like what are people saying on on different online communities um, and there were a few posts that stood out to me like uh, on small street bets someone someone said i've never said, heard that what what's small so you've got wall street bets then you've got small street bets and the title is Party is slowly mooning and we're being silenced so his theory is the mods are shutting down party and not like not letting it build the traction Um, people are really hyping up Halloween coming up yeah okay so this could this could be timed well maybe it's priced in maybe not (laughs) they just hired 20,000 new employees in the lead up to Halloween yes yeah
1: so and they're about to go bust
4: (laughs) maybe they (laughs) they can't pay their debt um but my favorite post so there's its own subreddit called party house where they talk about it and the post is uh this is a shit post but today a pink balloon landed on my front lawn (laughs) not a single other balloon in sight i'm quite a superstitious man so i took it as a sign from the stonk gods to stay long
3: <laughs> nice. Right. <laughs> I I just went to the Reddit party house and there's no posts. uh P
1: R T Y. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Nice. Yeah, this, this guy, guy knows, knows how to navigate this Reddit the rest of them. So as an R-O-R, R O R E I rocket emoji indicator, yeah. zero out of ten. Where do you feel like this is sitting at the moment?
4: So I think it's around three or four REI, uh, but with potential to increase because it hasn't quite infiltrated the Wall Street Bets sub yet. Nice. It's sort of on the ancillary, smaller investing penny stock subreddits, small street bets. Yeah. But people, the, the theory is once it builds traction and starts, you know, reaching the three million subscribers on Wall Street Bets, then it's really going to to We're well. getting free <laughs> Wall, Wall Street Bets. Yeah. Information. This is why we. call it. Yeah. All yeah. the Specky hotline. Have you
3: done some due diligence on Wall Street bets, though? Done a search? Say what there's- if No there's one's any- talking about
4: it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely wow. no one's wow. talking about well, it. Well, you so. should start. Yeah. You should Maybe start. Maybe get are getting silenced. Suspecting <laughs> <laughs> the <gators laughs> should yeah. not be silenced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so we'll see. Like, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the lead up to Halloween. Yeah. My prediction is probably nothing will happen. It's <laughs> like, oh, Halloween's coming up. Well, it's be yeah, really cool. a lot could happen. You should post- start a
3: subreddit, Specky McGee's True. Actually, maybe I will. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: nice. Well, that's why we call the Specky Hotline a hot reminder, though, that anything that comes out of Specky's uh, analysis and due diligence should not be taken in any way as financial advice.
3: Let's just say there's an inverse Kramer, uh, tracker that tracks Jim Cramer's stock picks yeah. and that's done very well. I think inverse Specky might've done better.
1: That's it. Well, if you want to keep uh, keep up to date with what's going on in the world of Specky McGee, the Specky hotline and Specky McGee's make sure you follow Specky on Instagram. Yeah, What's the
4: handle? This is Specky McGee, S P E C C Y M A G. EE. Love it. Love yeah. it. Thousands of people. Join followers the thousands of loyal <laughs> yeah, and strong <laughs> loyal
1: First followers. I mean, fit, mate,
3: McKenna. And if you And yeah. he's he's on the Equity Mates forum a lot. He
4: might make this subreddit. He might not. So do you have a closing <clears> or shall we just hang up there? Well how about you guys? Have you come across any speckies lately? We <laughs> 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 flew it back on you. Um, uh, we're hanging up there. No. Lovely, lovely, <laughs> <laughs> lovely to chat with you, Specky. Yeah, we'll before pick it up I next. go, Yeah, hold on. I, so I did mention Digital Wine Ventures last time I was on. So this yeah. was six yeah. months ago, yeah. you might recall. Uh, yeah, we, a, should, we yeah. should
3: keep a track of everything you've mentioned. Yeah, I think yeah.
4: I, I track it. I didn't recommend Digital Wine when I came on. I just thought it was interesting the guy was – Making bets, yeah, it's down. It's bombed. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure you were
3: defending it, and Bryce and I were saying we've looked at this one yeah, and we, we think had. it's a dog. Yeah. yeah,
4: but I told you about Microsoft.
3: So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got Microsoft pre-Wall Street. <laughs> That's true. Anyway, anyway, so some of the other ones uh, we've had eye candy. Was that one?
4: Eye candy, Bana- yeah, banana. Ban- that's it, yeah. Good memory. Eye candy, banana. Digital wine ventures. Yeah. What was the
3: first one though? Was it eye candy?
4: Eye candy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Keen to come back on again soon. Can't wait for Finfest. Uh, Specky fifteen. If you want fifteen percent off, nice, love <laughs> it. <Nice>. Um, <laughs> and yeah, just the final bit on party. I did read a bit of analysis by Andrew WK. Nice
1: Well great chatting to you Specky We'll leave it there
3: Why did you do Sorry (laughs) for party (laughs) rocking
1: We'll leave it there Anyway Ren Let's keep moving Uh, It's great to hear from Specky As always Uh, Looking forward to hearing him come back on.
3: I don't know how we can move on after that.
1: We have to move on. Uh, We've got one more segment to go, Ren, and that is the Dive News Headlines. If you're not listening to the Dive already, which is our business news show, make sure you go and subscribe. What we've been doing is a deep dive on one interesting business story three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And now we're adding a sweetener on top, which is the business headlines.
3: That's right. A companion episode under five minutes, three of the biggest business news headlines around the world. Uh, A fun fact, uh, just something to keep you updated with the stories we can't cover on the dive.
1: That's it. So here's a taste of what it is. If, as I said, if you're not already uh, following the dive, make um, make sure you go and follow.
3: So here's an episode we released last week with three business headlines. Obviously, they're going to be a little bit out of date by the time you're listening to this. The good news is if you want three business headlines from today, go and listen to the latest episode we've released on the Dives feed.
1: Here's what's making business headlines today. I'm Bryce, joined by Ren. It's Wednesday, the 21st of September. So, Ren, where are we heading today? Well, Bryce, we're going to start
3: with a comparison of news out of China and Sweden. Then we're going to stay in Sweden before finishing up in the United States.
1: All right, well, let's start with the comparison between China and Sweden. Both countries had announcements around interest rates. That's
3: right. Interest rates are the story of the year. And let's start in Sweden, where their central bank announced their biggest interest rate rise in three decades. One full percentage point. Jeez. They raised interest rates from 0.75% to 1.75%. Now, this gives Sweden the joint honour or... Whatever the opposite of an honor is, <laughs> as having the single biggest rate rise this year by a major Western country, actually equal first, tied with Canada, who made a similar increase in July.
1: So you might be wondering why it takes such a big swing, and the answer is inflation at 9%.
3: So that's Sweden. Now let's turn to China, where their central bank also made a decision around interest rates but they chose to leave interest rates
1: unchanged. That's it, Ren. The biggest difference between Sweden and China is inflation. Inflation in Sweden is at 9%. In China, it's a happy just 2.5%.
3: Must be nice. <laughs> Must be <laughs> nice.
1: But China is facing other problems. On one hand, its currency, the yuan, is struggling, and that is adding pressure to increase interest rates. And on the other hand, its real estate market is is in a slow-moving collapse as property developers struggle with debt and property buyers refuse to pay mortgages, adding pressure to lower interest rates.
3: So instead, China decided to walk the middle path and leave them unchanged.
1: It seems that even in countries where inflation isn't a challenge, it's not easy being a central banker, Ren.
3: Now, interest rates continue to be the biggest story globally. Later this week, central banks in the United States, United Kingdom, Switzerland, and Norway are all expected to announce interest rate increases as well. But Bryce, let's move on to our second story.
1: Let's do it, Ren. For our second story, we are going to stay in Sweden where Spotify are making a play in audiobooks.
3: It was only a matter of time, I feel. Spotify are already dominant in music streaming and podcasting. It feels like audiobooks are the real audio trifecta for them.
1: That's it, but their push into audiobooks is going to look a little different. When Spotify was founded in 2006, the music industry was still in the if-you-want-to-listen-you-can-buy-it era (laughs) of CD and iTunes sales. They pioneered the monthly subscription all-you-can-listen model.
3: Yeah, and with audiobooks, Spotify will be returning to the (laughs) if-you-want-to-listen-you-can-pay-for-it model. (laughs) They'll be offering 300,000 audiobook titles to begin with on a pay-per-book model.
1: I wonder if Get Started Investing will be part of that. But the audiobooks are a fast-growing market. The industry grew 25% last year, bringing in one6 billion dollars in revenue. Amazon-owned Audible is the biggest player in this space.
3: So on one hand, we have Amazon going after Spotify's market with Amazon Music. Now Spotify is going after Amazon's market by adding audiobooks. Spotify ha- have a habit of taking on the big tech mm. players. They took on Apple and Apple Music and held them off. Now let's see if they can hold off Amazon as well and remain the dominant audio player of our time.
1: Well, in theme uh, of keeping with digital content, Ren, our third and final story, let's head over to the States where we've got an unlikely player getting into digital content.
3: Yeah, that's right. Everybody seems to be getting into digital content these days. And this week, it's Therabody. Yes. The makers of the Theragun massage device L- that you're probably seeing <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, I love you know, it. The, looks a bit like a drill with a ball on the yep, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've just raised 165 million in venture capital and have announced plans to invest in digital content. In
1: 2020, Therabody brought in $224 million selling those massage guns. Not bad. Last year, that was up 77% to $396 million. Now, the company has announced their capital raise, which includes investments from comedian Kevin Hart and model Carly Kloss.
3: There you go. Good business to be in, the massage <laughs> gun business. They've also announced eight new products, including smart goggles to help relieve facial tension and headaches. They've announced plans for a whole body wellness center named Reset. All I'm imagining is just heaps of massage guns pumping you at the same time. And they've also announced their plans to get into digital content. Now the company hasn't offered an idea of what digital content they'll be producing, but I'm here for the massage content. I'm here for the product placement in Netflix shows, Or maybe just a 10-minute podcast of people getting hit with their massage guns. (laughs) I'm here for it all. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Bryce, before we get too far down that rabbit hole, let's get to our fact of the day.
1: Let's do it. So, Ren, today, $2 billion a day. That is how much a rail strike in the US would cost the economy. Staggering amount, one third of US freight moves by rail. It is second only to trucking and rail workers are close to striking.
3: And it's not just in the United States. In Australia and the UK, we're seeing rail strikes at the moment as well. So on today's episode of The Dive, accompanying these headlines, we look at these rail strikes happening around the world, unpack what's happening and importantly ask... Are they all related? Why is it that we're seeing rail strikes in three different countries at the same time?
1: Another fascinating story that you can listen to now on the dive in your feed. That'll be us for today. Thanks for listening and have a great day. So there you have it. Business headlines from around the world. Ren, it's always great chatting stocks. Plenty happening in the Mates network. As always, can't wait for FinFest and uh, we'll pick it up next week. Sounds good.
2: Equitymates Investing Podcast is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. Equitymates gives listeners access to information and educational content provided by a range of financial service professionals. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal or tax advice. The hosts of Equitymates Investing Podcast are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. EquityMates Media does not operate under an Australian financial services license and relies on the exemption available under the Corporations Act 2001 in respect of any information or advice given. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast or video. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the EquityMates website, where you can find ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equity Mates Media and the hosts of Equity Mates Investing Podcast acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea, and community. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods